All right, everyone. It is a good time to be Indigenous. Uh, welcome to the Intertribal Talk podcast. Here with your boy Cody and Devin Destiny. Hey, guys. And of course, we got Jay Falkus from Falkus Media. Hey, everyone. Hi, Jay. How's it going, Jay? It's going. Nice. Yeah. You guys? Doing all right. Peachy fucking keen. <laughs> well, <laughs> spicy. <laughs> you know I've been on some kind of level uh, this week. I've been on some kind of level. I called it like I just literally said this week, like I'm putting my boss bitch hat on. I'm on an energy budget. Okay. It's, you know, like I'm really all about that protective energy thing right now. Mm. Yeah. So anyway. How's Cody doing? <laughs> yeah, you want to? All right. Yeah, yeah. Let's check in. Let's go you first. You all first. Right. We're going to switch up here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I like this. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you know, I had a good week. Um, you know, just school has been a lot of fun. Uh, I'm in this uh, Canadian film class. It's a cultural course, but it's like all about Canadian film. Ooh, and so let, exciting. Oh, let me tell you, I watched the first ever Canadian film ever made. Okay. Really? Yeah, it was made in 1918. Okay. And, um, oh man, why can I not remember the name of this movie now? It'll, uh, it'll hit you at like it, midnight it, tonight. Probably. Uh, <laughs> it will come to me during this episode, I'm sure. But anyway, the, the whole context of the movie is just, it's a silent film, yeah. black and white. And, you know, it, it's, there's, uh, you know, this, this Chinese man with his dog. And the first scene is like, he's in a bar. And then uh, this big white guy comes up to him and he starts making fun of him. So he like cuts his ponytail off. Oh. And then he's, you know, of course, in not only in our culture, but in Chinese culture, Huge like disrespect. your hair is very uh, important. It's very like um, sacred. Sacred. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, he cuts off his ponytail, laughs at him, and then he turns around and shoots him. And then he, I was like, OK, this is how the movie starts. Like okay you know and then there's this dog and it's like this dog is now owned by white people but he's you know like this beast dog and you know it, I, I didn't understand the context in the beginning but anyway the movie was like really interesting super racist but like i was gonna say really like really interesting because they had a um this this bad guy the bad guy of the movie right he goes and he kills uh like peace officers and you know he's, he's just trying to like escape kind of thing yeah and he has a sidekick who is a quote-unquote half-breed indigenous person nope white guy with shoe polish shoe polish on his face oh what? oh yeah so you saw blackface big time wow yeah and then um you know as the, as the film goes on it, it's you know they they introduce some Eskimos uh, to the film. Uh, yeah. They're not Eskimos. No Inuit. I, uh, I don't even think they're Inuit. Honestly, yeah. I, I tried looking it up. I even talked to my professor. I'm like, can we see who the cast was for the Inuit yeah. people yeah. or the sorry the uh, Eskimo people? So just one real quick question: yeah. Do they prefer Inuit or Eskimo? I I don't know. Okay. I don't have that knowledge. Okay. Jay. <laughs> <laughs> um, right away. Okay, sorry. So no, that's that's fine. So it, it was, you know, I asked him like, were they actually Eskimo? Because they look Chinese, similar to the first character in the film. Yeah. And he's like, I couldn't tell you. Like, there's no listing of who was in that film other than the main characters, right? Yeah. So it was really like, wow, that was our first film we made in Canada. Great. Okay. Um, yeah. But then I just watched the 49th Parallel. Uh, it was like a, you know, World War II film. Yeah. 
Great movie. Yeah. Really good. Um, honestly, for its time that it was made, it was, it was really well done. Really good. So I'm like, I'm into this course. Like, it's actually a lot of fun. I'm really digging classes. Um, I don't want to go back to school, yeah. honestly. I don't want to go back to in-person. Yeah. Just Let's just stay online. Online? I'm all right with online learning. Um, you know, other than when I have to, like, ask a question for my kid to the teacher. <laughs> and then it's like you got all these other kids talking over each other sometimes. It's like, you know, that's when it gets frustrating or something, right? Oh, but yeah. I feel like my kid listens better to the teacher when she's in the classroom. Because, right. like, when I feel like she makes me kind of look like an asshole even at home. Because, like, <laughs> no, I, come you, on. Okay, prime example. Um, I have another topic, too, and it involves Genghis Kong. So remind me to go back to that about the um, Inuit. Thing okay. in a minute. Sorry, I'm like no, that's on fine. Um, but I I do have to say, uh, my kid is so funny. When we did the online learning thing and we were in the house, everything was great. I would always have everything set up perfectly for her. I'd even have all of her lunch snacks ready to go, so that way if she got to take a break, she can run up and just go grab whatever she wanted. Nice. Well, whenever it came time to reading and listening and stuff, and like she wasn't. You know, she would just act all shy. And I'm like, why are you shy? Like, you're not, like, you're not, like, you're really outspoken. And Mm -hmm. anyway, so (laughs) there were times where I didn't realize that, like, I was, that they could hear me. Right. And I'd be off the side, like, winter. (laughs) And then realizing, like, when I'd hear any other parents in the background, I was like, oh, shit. Like, those mics are good. (laughs) That's the only thing I don't like about the online learning where I'm like, oh geez, can't even be a disciplinarian without the whole mic intensifying my voice. No (laughs) doubt. (laughs) Oh man. I sympathize with the young ones who have to do these online classes. That's just, it's nice for, and I almost said old ones, but it's nice for older people. You know what? It, I was really against it. Honestly, last, like when COVID first hit, you know, in 2019, 2020? 2019? Here, it was 2020. Here, 2020. Here, sorry, here's 2020. It right. was announced in 2020. Yes. Okay. Right, right, right. So when it first hit and we all got switched to online classes, I hated it because I'm very much a person who likes being, I feed off the energy. Yeah. Right? When I'm in a room, I feed off the energy of, of my peers and my prof. And it, You don't feed off the energy. You vibe with the energy. Uh, Feeding off the energy energy would make you like an energy vampire. And that's not a good thing. <laughs> People who are life sucking the energy out of you are called energy vampires. Okay. Yes, you don't want to be that. So I was vibing. You were vibing. Okay, cool. All right. Thanks for clearing that up. I'm definitely not a vampire. Gotcha. Um, no worries. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I was really against it um, because the transition to online was really sloppy. Mm-hmm. It was really awkward. People didn't know how to act or interact. So, but now, you know, they're like, hey, we got to have... Uh, I wasn't in school for that semester. So this semester has been completely online from yeah. January, right? But I think we're all used to just being at home at this point. We're all pretty comfortable. So, like, I don't like sitting in a class with a mask on mm-hmm. all day. I think that's really annoying. Yeah. Um, I have one prof who double masks, which is, like, classic. Um, that's funny. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, it's just, um, if you're online now, I think we're all used to it. It's February. Yeah. Like, almost February. But come on. Like, they said we're going to go, we could go back next week. Forget it. Just keep us online. Let's finish the semester like this. Yeah. And, why and stress address and change it. and then have to right? go back to it. It's just the back and forth. It's really exhausting a lot of people. It is. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I, uh, as I posted on our, uh, I gotta put this pencil on. I'm gonna wave it around. Like, I just, what are you doing? Like, you you be careful with that. This. That is a, that is a magical pencil right there. That you is be why careful. I brought mine. Don't worry. I will not cast any enchantments. <laughs> Promise. <laughs> well, if I think of a good one, then maybe uh, I might. Have go a cadabra. <laughs> What is that? What did I almost get fired from the podcast for saying? Expelliarmus. Ex- Expelliarmus. But I said something way off. Um, I can't remember. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I talked about uh, on our uh, story about Frisbee golf. So yeah. me and my boys, uh, shout out to Chris and Mike. Uh, we Thank play you. we play Frisbee golf every Sunday. It's, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. And uh, I, yeah, I kicked some ass this weekend. So that felt pretty good. And then after Frisbee, uh, you know, we've been doing the batting cages, uh, getting into preseason shape uh, for ball season. No, no, we have uh, batting cages down at uh, Marshall Fields. Oh, sweet. So the men's, like, it's, it belongs to the, everyone, the whole league, like men's league, the youth league. Yeah. Uh, We all get to use it. But uh, yeah, it was, you know, just getting ready, doing drills, T drills, defensive drills. I'm learning how to pitch. Nice. I'm like, I'm like, this is... Awesome. Like, I love baseball as much as I love Frisbee golf. I have a wicked windmill pitch taught to me by my mother who used to pitch for the Jewels and uh, she played for the fastball teams in uh, West Bank. And she, the lady, like, trained me when I was little and she could take my head off. With oh, yeah. Head. Like, it's insane how fast. And I'd be like, Mom, slow it down. <laughs> like, Did you watch, did you happen to catch any of the women's Olympic ball? Oh my God, that, okay, see, I wish I would have thought of this when we were talking about women's sports last week. Yeah. That was exciting. It gets pretty intense. Ooh, when Canada was playing Japan, wow. Like, just the swing and misses, the, the, the movement on those pitches. Could you feel the air through the TV? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was like, I was up late watching this. It was really exciting. It was good baseball. I really, I really think that's another sport that needs... Um, uh, more eyes on it and more focus put on it is women's oh, yeah. ball because there are some badass women ball players out there. Tough as nails. Oh yeah, like I I love watching. Uh, you know I know it's slow pitch, but like you know when you watch, when you play slow pitch, and you see a girl come up to bat and like you know the guys will be like oh move in you know lady up right that's what it's said across the board every game oh lady up and she sends it and she'll fucking send it and like <laughs> Sarah. When we that like when we were playing ball together, I love that when she would like rip it over the third base and like right over top of the guy yeah. in in left field. Yeah. Oh man, such a satisfying thing to watch. <laughs> you know, like that's my girl. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's uh, sports. Is, sports is awesome. Does it make you giddy? Does it make you feel like a like a good uh, baseball spouse when you get to get all giddy for her? Uh, yeah, moments. it does. It does. I'm not allowed to cheer on when she's like going up to bat. She because like to her, she just wants to concentrate. She wants you know to, what I mean? She yeah. just wants to get into her place and just play the game. Yeah. So like the cheering and stuff, she's like, yeah, just cheer me after. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. You got it. You know, yeah. <laughs> cheer me while I'm running. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah exactly. No, I can relate to that. I get that. I get that. I used to do that with rodeo. Like my family would cheer so loud while I was running that I could hear them. And it, it kind of does almost like, you know, you appreciate it and you love it, but it's like, it almost breaks your concentration a little bit. It does. Yeah. I'm, I, I agree. That's why, you know, I think sometimes you got to listen to uh, the people who, you know, when people say things like however serious or not serious they may be or light, sorry, like, you know, if yeah. they're, if they're 
someone's got to hit me when I say like again, okay? Just like throw something at me. Not that. <laughs> <laughs> just wad, wad up some pieces of paper and just throw something at me. But uh, that's funny. Um, yeah, it is really nice. And, you know, if people ask you, hey, you know what? Do this. Mm-hmm. Just listen. Just just hear yeah. what they have to say. And I could I could never ask my family to not cheer for me because I know that they're <laughs> just doing it out of pride and like they love me and 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 honestly like too it does it it's a good feeling but it definitely like as soon as I hear it I'm like huh yeah <laughs> you know it's like the squirrel kind of thing right like get distracted real quick um, but that's like you know like my brother he plays uh, he plays for the Tri City Americans yes he does yeah and he's uh, I love it too because they featured him on Smudge the Blades and I, I was saw so that? proud I was so proud I was like that's my brother oh my gosh like our whole family so proud of him regardless of anything that he does he's always been so good at anything like you want to you want to ride a steer go jump on him right. and he would do it you know like um, my brother Grayson was very much the same like just natural athlete right right. Um, Oh but man, yeah, those Deeks, people. He said to my grandmother, he says, I think you're my good luck charm because when I hear you cheering, I play way better and harder. So there's some people who do like really like, yeah, like it just invigorates them, right? For sure. So I don't know. There's there's always that too. Like everybody's different and Absolutely. Yeah. We have, you know, I'm pretty proud of uh, you know, we have a, a couple of uh young and up and coming hockey players from our community. Mm-hmm. Your brother. Yeah. And also uh Ethan. Ethan Joe, yeah. He's yeah. Kick, he's kicking some serious butt. Right? Yeah. Like Ah Okay. And, okay, other athletes. Like let's think of who else we gotta shout out. Like um Lillian Marchand, she's been kicking ass. Uh like she actually went to like Beijing, I think too. Um a couple years ago. What does she do? Uh, she does jujitsu. Dope. So she actually trains a lot of kids from our community. She trains a lot of kids in Merritt, or not Merritt, sorry, where, where are we? Um, we're in Vernon. <laughs> we're in um, Vernon. <laughs> sorry, so she's like a really amazing trainer. Um, yep. Who else we have? We have Riley Marchand. Shout wow. out to Riley. Yeah, Riley Coyote, another kick-ass athlete out there, like really representing for the people. Um, who else do we have out there? Uh, like my cousin, Stefan Richard, like he went pretty big with lacrosse as well. Um, trying to think like, can you think of anybody else from our community? Um, we're going to, we're going to have more names come up here too. Oh yeah. Um, It'll, it'll keep popping with us. Good thing about this podcast, it comes out once a week. (laughs) (laughs) So we don't have to, we can, we'll always have time to shout out those who, uh, we didn't think about today. Not that they're any less equal to those. No, no, it just casually slips our mind sometimes. Oh, yeah. Um, And then just final, like, final thing here for my week. Uh, Two, uh, you know, I had two really good friends celebrate Born Days. Uh, So one of my best friends, Dwayne, shout out to Dwayne. Happy Born Day, dude. 40 years old. Damn. I'm not far behind you, man. (laughs) Hey, happy birthday, Dwayne. So, you know, it was good. Um, You know, it was nice to just kind of reminisce through pictures I saw that. Yeah. You know, I was going through all our journeys and I, I, you know, there's too many pictures to choose from. So I had to narrow it down. Um, It was just, it was just nice. And I I really like this year, my, my mo, my thought process is to, if I have a picture of you, if I have a picture with you on your birthday, I'm gonna shout you out. And it's just, you know, I used to, okay. I did something for a year straight and uh, it was just a lot to keep up with, so I stopped. Mm-hmm. But there was, when I moved back from China, I spent one year, every single day, whoever's birthday it was on Facebook, yeah. I'd send them a voice message. I love that. I'd send them a happy birthday message. That's awesome. And the amount of people who were like, wow, I 
that was the nicest birthday message, uh, you know, Aww. I've ever had, or, you know, just really gracious and uh, it's more sincere than just posting on your wall. And yeah. 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 So uh, I, I caught up with Dwayne. We had a good, you know, two hour conversation on FaceTime uh, for his birthday. And then I actually, uh, Justin, my other uh, buddy out in China, you know, he, it was his birthday as well. And uh, he was with Dwayne because they worked together. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I actually got to catch up with uh, Justin as well. So shout out to you, man. Um, it was just really great to see both of them and, and catch up. So there's always that, like when you can have a friendship with people and then just like go for a while without speaking, but then pick it up right off, like where you left off. Like those are, those are amazing relationships to have. Uh, I've got several friends like that, right. Where it's like, you know, it doesn't matter how long you go without speaking when you're, when you are in the moment with each other, it's like, you know, that's what real friendship is in my mind. Yeah, you know, you never miss a beat. No, yeah, there's we talked about that on one of our first episodes, I think. I think when we were shouting out Kyla, yes, uh, (laughs) I still love that that TikTok she made. Honestly, we need to (laughs) we need to repost that to our Instagram page. Actually, we need to Kyla. I know you're listening. Yeah, can you please send that to us? Yes, please. Yes, (laughs) so we can post it. (laughs) That's beautiful content for us to uh, advertise with. Yeah, which we're 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 doing better. We're doing better with content. We're gonna keep building that page. Um, we are learning, and it's gonna keep getting better and better. And I think that's what makes good podcasts great Mm -hmm. is grassroots startups. Yeah, you know we don't we don't. You gotta, you gotta build it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, something that I've, I personally, when I see, you know, big businesses come into Vernon or or Kelowna or something, and they're just yeah. like big glitz, glamour advertisements in your face, like just like overbearing. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, 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 like hold on, hey, this is like we come from like humble roots around here, okay, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Any. I was actually talking to uh, Sequa about that too, because I was asking her about um, some spelling uh, stuff as far as the language, l- language, the language goes, <laughs> the words in our language goes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That. And that was one thing that really stuck out to me when she said, she said, you know, we're very simple people. Some people throw so many um, like characters and exclamation points or not exclamation points, but like, you know, like s- special symbols and characters throughout our language when really it, it could be so simplified. Um, and she's like, you know, we were a simple people, we weren't too complicated. And so was our language, even though it is like a very complicated language to learn. Key. You, you would know that. <laughs> yeah, <Kiwa>. <laughs> I'm telling you, listen, I'm telling you right now, instruction is harder to learn than Mandarin. And I speak Mandarin fluently. So there it is. <laughs> okay. It's, it is such a, challenging language to learn i'm enjoying it i love it but man it's hard how do you say mic drop in mandarin like boom mic drop damn you're just gonna put me on spot like I'm that sorry, you don't have to answer <laughs> i don't that. no no i i'm like I, I have to like i actually don't know how to say microphone oh i don't know how to say microphone huh. so i'm sorry i'll get back to you yeah mic, mic yeah. drop yeah jot that down jotted jotted perfect so yeah okay so uh, you know what I, I gotta take back what i said i i cannot take the title of fluent if i can't even 
say mic drop in Mandarin. So I will say I'm I'm well spoken in Mandarin. Yeah, I still have some things to learn. You're well versed. Sure. Well versed. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, that. no, that's fine. It's all good. It's all good. Oh, geez. But let's check in on you. How's how's things in Devin's world? How are you doing? Oh my goodness. So I think of all weekends because like the way i'm looking at it is like checking in on each other like what my weekend was like after we did our recording and like the following days after we did our last recording and uh up until this week like right now a lot of shit has happened actually <laughs> oh my gosh like i even had to write it down because like I'm, I'm really bad for this like i'll have a crazy awesome week and lots of cool things to tell you guys and then by the time i get here i'm like it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> Whatever. I'm here. Hi. Um, but so this week, um, you know, uh, <laughs> I have to go to my notes here. Um, I actually got to go on that little like horse drawn carriage thing. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I went and did that with my friends, Caitlin and my friend, Melissa. And nice. it was such an amazing time to be there. Like, like just seeing, kind of seeing like what this community is all about and this is actually um and i'm gonna have to come back with the with the proper name for it but it's like the horse drivers association like people who um learn how to drive horses and like teams and stuff so i will get more information on that but they are actually looking for people to volunteer as like driver's assistants and like like they call it like the shotgun rider right so they need people they need younger like they need youthful people to come in because a lot of the other people are retiring when you say driver are are we we're, we're talking like wagon drivers. Yes. Okay. okay like okay, you're okay. driving a sleigh or a wagon, like those things you see up at Silver Star, the, the drivers you see at all the O'Keefe Ranch things, right. like all of those people who are in the parades leading horses and carts, like those people are looking for drivers right now. They're looking for people. They're looking for youth to get involved, getting involved. Do you know how good horse medicine is? Tell people. us, tell us about horse medicine. So good. Okay. So this is the other <laughs> thing too, is like, I'm really blessed to be going on in another adventure this weekend that I am so honored to have been invited to. Like, I just feel like all these blessings have been pouring down on me and I literally like my head spinning. Cause I'm like, I don't know which way to go with, with, with this <laughs> or with that. Like there's so many things happening. Um, so last weekend, got to go do the horse driving thing, learn a little bit more about the culture and nice. all the background of that, found out that they're looking for people. So, you know, anybody interested in the horse community that has like some sort of knowledge with it, like seriously look into this company. And if uh, if I don't post it, please somebody like message me if you're interested and then I'll, I'll get the information for you. But um, so I went <laughs> and did that. Nice. And then uh, uh, this week I got invited to go do um, kind of like a beginner's, uh, just check it out, kind of like I did last weekend up with um, Epona Rise, uh, Hillary Schneider. So she's like this amazing horse medicine woman who um, puts on like w- like wellness retreats where you really learn to like ground and connect with horses and learn ooh. their language. It's like it's a lang- it's like an unspoken language. You, it's body language. It's like body talk. Okay. So, okay. She has invited me to go do this. Um, so I get to go feel that out um, this coming weekend. And uh, it's something that I know has been calling to me for a long time. Okay. I've always been into horse medicine. Like, like remember how I used to like rodeo? Yeah. So I loved rodeo, but I knew it wasn't for me. I knew there was something like I wasn't interested in the competitive side of it. Like I loved just laying on my horse and like just being around the horse community and stuff like that. Right. Um, so anyways, it's funny because like when I got out of the sports of horses, like, like, you know, like 
racing and being competitive, I was more interested in like the human connection to a horse. And I've always done like, like massage and learned like certain things through my mentors, um, uh, to do with horses and like kind of connect with them. And, um, you know, I've got four horses now and we rescued Indica Yep. And we have Lou, who's been like my bratty boy, but he has come so far as like trusting us and stuff like, like, you know, he used to be kind of spooky at a whole bunch of stuff. And now he's just so relaxed. Like he's such a relaxed guy now. Cool. Um, so whatever we've been doing with him, it's been working. And I have, I posted a cute, funny video of him rolling around in the snow yeah. the other day, taking a snow bath. And he was just so friggin' adorable. Um, why do you think, why do you think animals do that? Like dogs do it. Horses do it. It's like a bath. Is it like, does it like scratch them? Do you think like it feels good or is it, it gets all the dirt and the grime off of them. Like, you know, Mm. like animals don't like to be dirty just as much as we don't like to be dirty. It's just like, they just kind of are. (laughs) I I disagree with that. Well, yeah. Dogs like to roll in dead things. And horse poop. They eat that. They do. And it makes their coats really shiny after they're done puking it all up. Oh, yeah, lovely. this is why I want to get rid of my carpets because we've had many of those instances oh, no. in the carpet. No, that's why when you come to my house, it's like, I'm always like, <laughs> I've always got candles and stuff going. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's a farmhouse. There are certain things that I just cannot get out of the damn carpet. <laughs> like, you know what? So uh, bad. I just saw this. I think it was on Pinterest. Um, but so you know how people are giving away laminate flooring all the time. Yeah. Um, if you can get a whole bunch, but different. And then you can like set and make it uh, into its own pattern Ooh. just with laminate floor. Yeah. Right? Just yeah. to save money like to get. And then you give it like that wicked pattern where it's like, usually it's the same type of wood, just a darker. Yeah. Thing. But, oh, yeah. super cool. Um, we're actually going to be getting our flooring done. <laughs> hopefully this summer is what we're planning on. But hey. we're going to get castle flooring through the house. What's castle flooring? Oh my God. It's like those big giant looking beautiful tiles that like would you would see in a castle. Ooh. It's going to look so good. I'm with trying to house. envision that. So it's like a, <clears throat> if, if I'm thinking of the right one, it's like a two foot by two foot or yeah, like three rec- foot by three foot. Like, like very rectangular. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so yeah. we're going to try and get something like that, <coughs> like it. It might not be exactly castle flooring, but it's going to be something like that. It's the aesthetic we're going for. Sweet. Yes. So we have plans for that. Getting, getting rid of the carpet. It was like this year I had told Ryan to like, I said, I'm sorry, but I'm done. I'm fucking done. I can't have carpets anymore. <laughs> I can't do it. My allergies are going nuts. My family can't stay here without their allergies going nuts. And like, I just can't do carpets anymore. I understand yeah. it's good, like cost effective wise to keep the heat in and shit. But is it really helping if we like risk dust mites and risk like all these things getting trapped into our carpet and causing all these like problems with our respiratory yeah. stuff? Like, yeah. oh, to me, it's not worth it. I'm like, fuck that. I'd rather have like a floor I have do, to mop every day. Do you remember that shit that they used to sell? The pet fresh stuff, the powder. I think so. Yeah, you buy it in the in the car- for the carpet for the carpet. It so makes your carpet sticky as fuck. You put it you put it down and then you let it sit and then you'd vacuum it up and it's yeah. it was supposed to pull the. It's like crystals and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. when it solidifies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've tried that and <laughs> oh, it man. fucked my carpets up. Actually, it made it has a. I now have a sticky hard spot at the end of my carpet because I could not get it all out of the carpet. And was I've, it wet? Yeah, like it was. Mm. Why so is that? Was pre- it not supposed to be wet? I'm pretty sure those have to be basically as clean as you think you can clean it and dry, and then use that just yep. for the yeah. smell. Yeah, that's why it got sticky because yeah. it was wet. 
<laughs> you know what would really help if I read directions? Uh. <laughs> I'm really bad for that as well. I'm really good at winging it and like just being like, woo, but I guess obviously that one thing I failed. But something to. <laughs> also, I hate carpets. So something maybe to I watch out for with it. tile, though. Um, a lot of tile is very porous. So yeah. it'll the liquid will just go through the tile and wreck your subfloor. So you got to be careful when you're buying tile that you don't get too porous of a, of a tile. Because then you got to soak up whatever spills like puke or you're gonna come floor shopping with me jay (laughs) they'll know you just you make sure you go to a place (laughs) you're signed up now you just don't go to a place that's new right like okay i would say i don't know end of the role probably just you talk to people that yeah you talk to people that have been in the industry for a long time yeah they know so much like when i was doing contract sales yeah for like apartment buildings and stuff yeah i talked to flooring guys i actually have a buddy who connected me with through somebody in Kelowna, but okay but yeah, like they know so much. If you talk to the right person, it's mm. crazy. It's good to know. Good <sighs> info. But then it's like, you know what? This is going to be something that ties into our topic later. But like, how yeah. do you know when somebody's like really knowledgeable or just totally full of fucking shit and like really sells it? I think you, I think you could probably sift out. No, but that's the those thing. Ones. I second guess myself all the time with people <laughs> like as a psychic though, because like I'll hear one thing and then I'll be like, oh, come on, Devin. Come on, like, do you think they're that bad? It's like, I, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt, and then I I do, like, w- unless I'm in a reading, yeah. I sometimes, like, just day-to-day stuff, I won't differentiate. Like, you know, I've, I, I actually, this uh, this last weekend, I had somebody come up to me, and he was like, well, what do you do? And I was like, I'm a psychic. What am I thinking about right now? Like, buddy, that's not how it fucking works. <laughs> hold, <laughs> like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm, oh, you should have fucked with them. That would have been great, Devin. See, with those opportunities you present themselves, I- <laughs> you got to fuck with people because then they'd be like, oh my God. And then just, you know, have a heyday with it. You might as well. But what if I do say the first thing that comes to my mind and then I am indeed channeling? He's going to shit I, his pants. Y- probably. And because of what I did actually hear, I could very much, yeah, I could have made him very not happy um, <laughs> <laughs> with the thoughts I heard. I, I would say to avoid the word, like, I think the way that we always get caught off guard is yeah. by walking into a business, not knowing anyone in yeah. there and someone walks up to you and they're just like, and in sales, obviously it's all on commission. Yeah. It's not, you know, not everywhere, but yeah. Mo- yeah. Right. Most places are on commission. So their best interests are to get you to spend your money. Yeah. Right. So, but when, it's, it's sorry to interrupt, but it's God damn it. with sales. No, so it's the product that has the higher markup. Okay. So it doesn't necessarily mean it's the most expensive product. Yes. But it might be that, like, or there's a special for the for They'll the make more they from make it. They make more on this to get rid of the stock of ABC. You know what? ABC. I've yeah, done wedding absolutely. dress shopping with a bunch of girls. Hey. And fucking wedding, drop sh- uh, wedding dress shop owners or, like, the girls there are fucking ruthless. And it's so bad. Like, it gets to the point where sometimes you just, like, almost want to corner them and be like, back the fuck off and let her make her own decision. Like, oh, wow. you get, no, it gets like, you know what? And, and like hearing people talk shit, like the girls that work at wedding dress stores talking shit about like whoever their work, like trying to help find a dress. It's sure. so funny. They think you can't hear them. Uh, it's like, bitch, I can hear you from down the hallway. Like I hear you talking shit about the girl you're fitting and then going back <laughs> and being nice to her face. Like fuck off. i i was just gonna say like to jay made a very valid point there i guess what i i was speaking more to uh, people and personality Mm -hmm. so to like we it's easy to get caught off guard when you go into a a business blind yeah 
But if you go on Facebook, make a post, hey, who do you know is good in flooring? Who can I talk to? Yeah. Like when I did car sales briefly, yeah, I fucking hated it. But uh, when I did do that, I learned very quickly that, you know, it's just whoever's up next gets the next person. Like, so if, if I'm the next salesman up, whoever walks in that door next, I have to go and be their salesman. Yeah. We might not vibe. We might not be on the same wavelength on on how I sell versus how they need to be sold to. Mm-hmm. And so what I learned, a trick I learned is when I, if I am ever going to a car dealership with the intention of purchasing a car, yeah. I'll walk into the service center, talk to the service manager. Yeah. Hey, who's the least greedy salesman you got? Who's the least slimy? Who's the one who's, you know, who can I talk to Will that- Will they just throw them under the bus like that too? I've had yeses and nos. I've had yeah. them like, oh, I'll get you with the, the, the best guy I know. And yeah. then it, he's a total slime ball. So <laughs> it's, you know, I don't like showing my cards off the top. Yeah. Um, Poker face. Right. So I let them just kind of sell me and see where it goes. And then mm-hmm. I'll check them because I've learned yeah. how that industry works. Yeah. Um, so what I was going to say in terms of like flooring and, and, and purchasing things is uh, just, I think the, it would go a long way just to do your research too. Yeah. You know, have an idea of how, how much things should cost. Find a friend who knows it, yeah. knows that world. And then, then you go in and if they try and BS you, yeah. you got some facts to hit them with, right? And you can right push on. back a little bit. Yeah, no, no doubt. Absolutely. I mean... <clears throat> When we go look for flooring, I will have Ryan there with me. He's actually really good at that kind of stuff too. Yeah. Where he knows I'm actually a pushover when it comes to that kind of stuff. <laughs> because like I am, I, I can be a people pleaser, but I understand that people pleasing is actually a thing of fear. And yeah. it's because like, I like, I like people to like me. And that sure. used to be a huge issue for me in high school where literally I would do anything just to have friends and like right. just to fit in and just like have people be like, yeah, you're cool. Yeah, you're cool. Right. And you know, a lot of times I compromised my own, um, my own morals and my own moral compass, you know? Yep. So, you know, I, I, I've really worked hard since after high school on developing my own sense of self and opinions, but I am still a bit of a pushover. Um, so speaking of like me working on, um, my, like my sense of self and stuff, um, I, I really love, uh, actually, um, she's a, she's a, intuitive, uh, healer, empath, uh, somebody who does like lots of wellness work and whatnot. So Rob, uh, Robin Pross, um, she sent me this, uh, this lady's hookup on Spotify and she's called, uh, her name is Tori Jones and she's all about creating like, uh, music and affirmations. Remember how I told you, like, wouldn't it, or no, maybe it was you or Ryan. Okay. But, um, I was like, man, it would be so cool to like just sing along and like sing to affirmations and stuff and like have it like a cool jazzy vibe out thing. And then it was like literally days later, I received a message <laughs> from Rob Pross, never mentioning, mentioning this to anybody. Right. And then I received a message from her and it was like, Hey, I think you'd really vibe with this. And I listened to it. And one of her songs was energy budget. And ah. it talks about like how I no longer need to exude so much energy for other people. Like yeah. I got to preserve some of that shit because I am somebody who's very trusting in others. So I'll literally tell them all my hopes and dreams. And then those bitches later will fucking turn around and take my idea and dangle it in front of my face. Like, look what I'm doing now. And I'm like, you bitch. Like I literally, you had no idea about that before I told, okay, I see you now. Snakes in the grass. See you now. Snakes in the grass. Happens all the time. So I'm yeah. really working on not doing that kind of shit. I, um, I've, I've learned that too. That's a valuable lesson to learn. I think, um, 
when you know you're on something, you have an idea, something mm -hmm. that's really meaningful to you. Do not share it. You can share it, but share it with people who you know you can trust. Yeah. Like last week when I when we were talking about the apparel stuff that we're going to be launching. Yes. And I couldn't talk about it. You two know what it is. Yeah. Maybe a couple other people outside this room do. Outside of that, I'm, I've kept that to myself because... I think when you, if you start sharing that too much, mm -hmm. not only can someone steal it from you, yeah. but I feel like it dilutes it. Well, it does. And it makes you feel like a piece of <clears throat> shit. Cause you're like, well, that was something I worked really hard on. Yeah. That was something that like came to me and really inspired me. And I've put so much work into this and you're going to go fucking pull the rug out from under me now. Yeah. 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 People are shady. And even they like, are. and you know, sometimes it is people you think you can trust the most. Um, or like people that you've been inspired by or people who have told you that they, that you inspire them and then they go and do that. And then you're like, you know, I've had that where I was just in a simple conversation. Like, you know, I have this dream or this idea that I want to do this. And then it was like weeks later, all of a sudden they're doing it. And I'm like, yeah, wow. I feel you. I Lesson feel you. Learned. Lesson learned. So you don't have to worry about me doing that there, Cody. Because I'll forget until you bring it up again. <laughs> I actually, I, I love people like that, that that are so forgetful. They're like, I forgot we even talked about that. That's great. Did we? What That's did we okay. talk about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that now. Yeah, it's like it's like when you mention a certain word or something, it triggers that memory. Yeah, it's like oh, okay, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Absolutely, man. Um, but yeah, like the energy budget thing. Yes, I've been really go working, go. I've been really working hard on that. Um, there's like so many things I have under my hat and I actually booked myself a reading with one of my favorite tarot readers ever. And she okay. actually was one of the reasons that I was so inspired to do this and do what I do, um, for readings. And so, uh, she got me booked in Hey. and I get to have a session with her on Friday <laughs> nice. and I kind of, I didn't tell her everything, but like I gave her a gist of the, she's going to know anyway. Like she's so, so intuitive. It's insane. Right. Um, and I got to give a shout out to rebel Rose rising, my girlfriend Haley. She's so amazing. Uh, shout yeah. out to Haley, I really want to help promote her business. Like, I think she's so talented in what she does. What is what is her business? She is a she does what I do. She's an intuitive tarot reader. She's media. She does mediumship right, and all right. that shit too. And she's she's a horsey girl. She's, <laughs> she's a she's a bow hunter. She's okay, hunter. like she is so amazing and in tune. It's insane. Wow. So I'm really excited to have a reading with her on yeah. Friday just to help me with like, like I said before, I had like this buttload of beautiful blessings just get dumped on me to the point where now like I had a compass that was like pointing me in a certain direction and sure. now it's like the po that scene from Pocahontas where your compass is all like woo there's so many things going on <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's what I, I need help with <laughs> I have two questions for you yes um what order should I do this okay uh I, I really want you to dive more into the energy Mm -hmm. uh what did you call it again sorry energy budget energy budget because yes. i think we really need to deep dive yeah into that mm -hmm. so i'll lead off with my next question which is shit i forgot uh, <laughs> I, had, I had two i had two great questions here uh you talk about medium work uh intuitive reading intuitive reading your friend who's shouting out damn it i lost it I lost it. She's a hunter, horsey girl. Yeah. Very on point. No, I, I lost it. It's you lost gone. It. It'll that's come okay. Back. Yep. It'll come back. It'll so, be like while we're in the middle of a conversation. Uh, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, but tell, yeah, let's talk more about um, 
the energy budget. Energy budget. Man, okay. I'm sorry. Yes. So energy like, budget. Basically with your energy budget, it's all about like preserving your energy. So, um, when we so willingly give our energy out to other people, they become energy vampires. Cause people will, you probably have this happen a lot actually, because you're a very positive outgoing person. Your aura is bright and shiny and people right. are like birds and they're attracted to that. And <laughs> well, no, like, it's, I like it's, the analogy. Well, yeah. And it's like, um, I always have the weird analogies. No, I love it. It's good. Okay, cool. Um, as long as everyone follows. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it is. It's like people are like birds. If somebody's got like a bright, shiny personality, they're going to be attracted to that. And then they want to be around that all the time. But for the person who's got that bright, shiny personality, um, you know, it could be just like you're having a really good day. But then all of a sudden people come in and then they're like, they have this urge to tell you everything about themselves. And then they dump everything on you. And it can be overwhelming. So yeah. like having your energy budget is practicing that space where you can say, I am not in a place where I can handle or not even handle because some people might find that like offensive. But like, I want to take the time to give you all of my energy. But right now is not the time. See, I, okay. Now I, I'm really glad you said that, uh, for, for many reasons. First, this is a lesson that I really wish the youth would be taught. Mm -hmm. Young people need to learn this. Um, I wish I knew this Yeah. because what you just said brought back a lot of memories of me when I was young and growing up and the people who I was that person, the person who I meet you today I know your life story within 10 minutes Yeah, <laughs> and, and I didn't ask for your life story, but I got it. And of course, being nice and being someone who is, is positive, I'm going to yeah. listen. I'm going to take that in. Yeah. Um, and because you genuinely want to help people and you feel like you do give good advice, you're like, I can't deny them what I could possibly offer them right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and going off of that, the reason I say I wish I had known I wish I had this conversation. If I could talk to my younger self, I would tell him what you just told me. Yeah. Because there are times in my life when I, th this just hit me. There are times in my life where I would come back from school, come back from even university. Yeah. Or come back from doing something that involved a lot of people exhausted. <laughs> like absolutely exhausted. And not from running around or playing, but just. Drained. Drained. Yeah. And no, uh, no idea why. Energy but vampires. that 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 makes sense. Yeah, I've come home after, especially in university. Like I'd come you've home. You've taken and, on other people's energy, and as we get older too, mm. the burdens become heavier because you've got to think of like financial shit, like oh, a roof over your head, keeping food on the table. Like the average human being has so many stresses that are unnecessary to this world, and this is going to come up in our topic later about being <coughs> in the gray area, um, mm. but. You know, like humans now, we exist in this world that is so fast paced, that is so like, it just doesn't make any sense as to why it's going to cost us $5 to put a <laughs> jug of milk in our fridge that expires at a certain time. And then it's like, you know, like, you know, people like having those stresses all the time. It's like every day we have deadlines for something. So it's like we're at school all the time with deadlines 24 seven. You know what I call that hmm. time debt. Yes. I, I call that time debt. Um, when you have so many, like today, today is a prime example. Mm -hmm. I had, you know, I had two classes today. Mm -hmm. I had two phone calls, like right off the bat this morning from like, I wasn't expecting like 
these phone calls to come, but it involved me having to do some work to get answers for the calls I received. Yeah. You know, one was from Re uh, Revenue Canada, and I had to answer some questions about a, a, a an, an employee that worked for a janitorial business, and yeah. and then I had you know deal with some other stuff, and and then you have class, and then you have homework, and then it, it's like you know someone else messages you and says, hey, you know, can you do this or or what are you up to today? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just, there's like 20 different things going on. Not, not just from what I had planned. Yeah. I had things that I was like, here's what I want to do today. And I didn't, I got maybe two of those things done. That's your margin of error that we've talked about before, where you need to leave those kinds of times for those things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And exactly. So I'm still learning, right? Yeah. I'm still learning that I, I looked at my time and I looked at all the things I need to do. And I said, I'm in time debt. Mm-hmm time debt. I got to stop. Yeah. What, what can I cut off for today mm -hmm. and what can wait till tomorrow? So I, I looked through and then that anxiety, mm -hmm. that stress, it just slowly dissipated, dissipated. Yeah. Um, I, I love that. I love, I have another question though about the, about the energy. Yeah. So, you know, you had mentioned, uh, you know, sometimes people will check and say, Hey, like I, I got something I really need to talk to you about. Do you have the capacity, the capacity, that used to rub me the wrong way mm -hmm. because I always feel like if I'm in crisis, I shouldn't have to ask my best friend if they have capacity for me to talk to them. I'm just going to go to you because yeah. that's what we do. But, but, uh, you know, maybe there's something else to that. Maybe there, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe there is those questions you have to ask. Yeah. Um, a good way to approach that in yeah. those situations. So like, this is just an example for other people and like, well, how do I go about saying something that can maybe hint that I'm going through something? Yes. Going up to your friend and saying, I'm going through some heavy stuff right now. Mm. I, I could really use someone to talk to about it. Right. And then that gives the other person to say the chance to say like, okay, what is, what's going on? Tell me what's going on. Or, I'm sorry, I don't have time for that right now. Can we have another chance to talk about this in a minute? You know, like the yeah. same, same thing, like, you know, okay, we're going to get into this part right now too, because, um, Segway. Segway. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, when it was actually for our segue, um, it was for the last episode and you had a topic you wanted to talk about and then you were talking about it with me. And I had a separate topic I wanted to talk about that had, that was completely unrelated. Mm -hmm. And then I told you why I couldn't talk about yep. what you wanted to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was, you know, like practicing things Excuse like me. that is, is energy budget as yeah. well. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It, and that is a very valid point. Um, I think that it is, it is important to be cautious, uh, conscientious of your energy and think about like, you know, I, I'm glad, I'm really glad we're talking about this because there's, I've always had questions around these things that I've never really known how to talk about it. I'm turning the page because it's on this page. Okay. Um, so, you know, when it comes to uh, energy and, you know, and, and keeping, uh, you know how they, uh, there's been a lot of, uh, uh, preaching of like mindfulness mindfulness everyone has been talking about mindfulness mm -hmm. but the problem i've found with life and society is people throw out these big words 
but there's no explanation behind them. Mm-hmm. There's no sort of like tangible, like, oh, practice, have a have a wellness moment, have a mindful moment. Well, what does that mean? My mind is fucking full all the time. What does that mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. So can so can you like in, you know, and of course that's going to mean something different to everybody. Yes, of course. But what is in your, like for you, if you're taking a, a mindful a mindful break. moment. A mindful that moment. What does that mean to in you? In that moment, whatever is happening in that moment, instead of <clears throat> listening to react, listening to, you've said that before, instead of listening to have a reaction, listening to have an understanding. An understanding. There oh, so, there okay, it is. There that's it is. Right there. So, literally, when people are practicing mindfulness, it's going inward. Right. And it's kind of having that like conversation with yourself, like, okay, if I respond in this way, is this helpful or harmful? Mm. Um, and that that's going to be another key point here that we talk about here too with um, the other yeah. thing. Um, but, you know, uh, any information that's brought to you, like you have to process it before you have an immediate response. And I used to be really bad for that where somebody would be like, hey, like, let's go do this activity on Saturday. And then right away before even thinking like I might have something to do or I should probably check my schedule. I would be like, yeah, OK, that sounds great. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then all of a sudden going uh, home and then having that moment of panic where I'm like, fuck, I just double booked myself on this day. I got uh, shit going on that day. I can't do this anymore. Oh, my God, I'm going to have a panic attack because I'm going to let that person down and I'm going going to let that person down. I have to choose something now. Little fist bump. I'm, I know you do that. Shit oh man, that is the worst. <laughs> That's the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. Double booking and yeah. like disappointing someone. And yeah. All because you get too excited and you don't have that moment of mindfulness. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just a simple way to put it. I, I like that. Thank you for sharing that. I think like it's, these are all things that I, I hope that we can share with not only people our age and older, but younger people too, taking that and understanding that you need a moment to process things sometimes, right? You can't knee-jerk reactions and instantaneous answers to things. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. You saying that too reminds me, like just because somebody is online doesn't mean that they are available. Ooh. That's a huge thing for me too. Oh, like people yeah. will see I, I leave my thing <laughs> online so I so people can know that they can message me at any time. And that, you know, I do I do check my messenger and stuff. So sometimes I leave people on read, but I'll go back and I'll mark them as unread so I know to go back and respond to it when I have yeah. a proper moment to actually really <clears throat> sit down and read what they're saying sometimes too like i'll i'll leave them on read but i'll go back and do that without telling them that i'm coming back but you know they'll be like hey like are you going to respond to me and it's just like really quick you go back and respond like uh, like no disrespect i don't have, <laughs> I, I don't i don't have time to give you the answer i want to give you right now so i will come back to you i promise Devin, I have over 300 unread messages on my phone between Facebook and texting. You've been doing like really good at the hermit thing lately. And and hermiting is not a bad thing. It's no. actually a really good card in the tarot deck. It means like <laughs> intros- it means introspection. It means, you know, like going inward, like soul work, like doing your things, like moments of study, uh, self-care, um, like oh, yeah. paying attention to your home, <laughs> paying attention to your dog, like being in the moment. And like hermit means like you're staying away from the outside world, you know, like you're not all the, not all the clutter and the fluffy fluff, it, hubby to bub stuff <laughs> going on. It's exhausting being around people right now. It is. It is outside of my, you guys and like, you know, Mike and Chris and, and, and their better halves, mm-hmm. you know, I'm cool. I'm like very happy just doing my own thing. And yeah. like, I'm, 
until we can all just stop talking about COVID, I'm good. Yeah. I'm done. I'm yeah. done with people because I'm exhausted talking about it. So yeah, uh, yeah. I but outside of that, yeah, it's just nice to. I'm really enjoying just being alone. Mm-hmm. You know, just being at home. It feels good. Yeah. I'm. I'm always. My whole life has been out with other people. Yeah. Always around people. 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 I love people. Yeah. Just not right now. Well, because when we're around a lot of other people all the time, we forget about who we are. Because mm. you know that, like, you are who you hang out with thing. You people, uh, when yeah, you, yeah, when you yeah. hang out with other people for too long, you easily adopt certain behaviorisms that they have. <laughs> yeah, you do. It's so fucking true. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, I don't know, like, you hang out with your wife, like, okay, sorry. <laughs> don't apologize. <laughs> I'm, no, like, this is, I'm, I'm apologizing because I'm like, you know, like, this means no disrespect, but it's a true fucking fact. When I hang out with my white friends, <clears throat> it's so different. When I'm back on the res with my cousins and stuff, all the slang comes out. It's like, <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's like stuff that I don't really talk like. I don't do that, like, around my more white friends and stuff. But, like, I know. we all have a different sense of humor yep. and think things are funny. Whereas, like, some of my white friends will be like, oh, my God, you just said. And I'm like, oh, right. Sorry, I forgot what crowd I'm with right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's oh, that's so true. It's a struggle that I feel like all um, modern indigenous people go through as well, because it's like, oh, man, like I so bad want to crack like an anti joke right now. But they yeah. won't understand me and only I'll think it's funny. But then uh, I do it anyways. And I'm like, whatever. No regrets. <laughs> yeah. You try to you try to bring them into the fold a little bit. You're like, here's some indigenous humor for you. Yes. Yes. I freaking love it. Um. Do so, we want to jump into one of these topics? Let's here? dive in. Let's go. Okay, cool. So, uh, first, let's talk about like when we were uh, when I was exercising my energy budget. Okay. With you, um, let's. I'm, I want to. Ha- I want to pass the mic, pass the torch to you, okay. because this was something that was very near and dear to your heart, and then we can use that as a segue into the other topic um, on that as well. Um, so yeah, absolutely. what I was having a hard time talking about was um, the documentary that was released on, what was it? Uh, it was a CBC Gem. Yes. And I, I am somebody who really struggles watching those kind of documentaries because, you know, it's, it, there's nothing that I can possibly learn from that that I don't already know. Right. That I, I feel like. But it also pulls me into a very dark place watching those things. And as somebody who does uh, do energy work and intuitive work, I need to keep my energy clear. And when I am bringing myself into a very depressive state, I have to cancel all readings because I don't feel like it's fair for me to be giving readings while I'm in that emotional state. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was me exercising my energy budget. Yep. But it doesn't mean that I don't care about what's going on and all the news of uh, everything that non-Indigenous people are learning. Yeah. Because we we did. We prayed for that. We prayed for them to know the real truth. And now we've got it. But a lot of our people are suffering from it because it's in the headlines all the time. Absolutely. Um, we're recording this on, it's the 25th today? 29th? It's the date? 25th because tomorrow's my tattoo. Hey. Okay. Right. So, okay. Yeah. Ta- okay. I'll ask, I'm going to ask you about that in a minute. <laughs> but uh, the, uh, oh yeah. the I'm sorry. The T-Rex? 
I want to get my, no, I'm getting a T-Rex. Okay, but, uh, okay, okay. Who knows? Maybe I will walk out with my T-Rex. Ah. Um, I'm getting my shading, I'm getting my shading done and then I'm doing some patchwork. Okay. Um, so that like this hole is going to be a sleeve of patchwork. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. I was like, okay. if I don't ask now, I'm, I'm going to forget. So I figured no, I better fine. just go. It's fine. But yeah, I am getting a T-Rex. Nice. But not tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I, I think... Um, you know, so as I said, today is the 25th and mm -hmm. there was uh, a big uh, news uh, report today that came out from Williams Lake yeah. about uh, findings at, a, at another residential school. Mm -hmm. um, I, I didn't, honestly, I didn't read anything about it today. I didn't dive into it. Uh, I just, I needed, I had a lot of other things that needed my focus and energy you were focusing on your energy budget that day yeah today. uh school took a lot of my energy today there's a lot going on i got midterms coming up and anyway so i i just like i i was kind of just waiting to read more about that but uh going back to the Kamloops mm -hmm. uh documentary that came out a couple of weeks ago you know i same as you there's nothing in there that i'm going to see or hear that i don't already know yeah and but for me i i i want to watch these things because i want to see how they're doing it i want to see, see if they put a spin on it right is yeah. there is there a narrative is there you know how are they portraying mm -hmm. the elders who went to residential schools how are they telling their story which are, you did have lots of notes on that i did yeah. and it's you know it, it I just want to make sure that we have good representation mm -hmm. and to call it out if there's not. Yeah. Um, not, and you know, initially when I watched it, obviously I was, I was like concerned cause there was like a, a non-indigenous host. Yeah. Right. And I was like, that seems a little weird. Strike one. Strike. Yeah. Like immediately <laughs> I was like, Hey, strike one. This isn't like, this is not like, but you understood why they yes, used her because I did research. Yeah. So I looked into who she was. Yeah. And she, I, I'm, I pull it, Jake, you look up who that was, who hosted that. I'm sorry, man. Um, I, I can't remember her name, but, uh, the she, CBC gem residential school. Um, it, it might be tough to find you might, if you search CBC gem and then look at their like hosts, she, her name will come up. Uh, she's wearing glasses, blonde hair. Um, I'm sorry if you guys can hear me drinking my drink. Don't apologize. Forget, I'm like, I forget to pull away from the mic sometimes <clears throat> and I make smacky noises and like, maybe one day we should do AMS, a ASMR. What's that? <laughs> you don't know what ASMR is? No. Oh my God. I, you know, what's so funny. I watch Ryan's like, cause Ryan watches hunting videos all the time at home and yeah. I make fun of them because they talk like this and they like, they're like, Oh my God, look at the rack on that guy. And oh yeah. 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 Like, you know, they're talking like hunters <clears throat> do and I'm laughing cause I'm like, this is like ASMR. And Ryan was like, what the fuck is AM ASMR? And yeah. I was like, Oh my God, this is ASMR. Like it's like whispering into the microphone or like making crunchy noises or like tickling the microphone or like eating chocolates, like making noises, but uh. in a low, like low voice like this. Mm, okay. It's really funny. So I actually want to do, I want to do some ASMR. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we can, we can definitely do that. It, it'll um, be weird. It might be weird. No, no. I, that, <laughs> I, I just seen a video of these girls who they would take uh, something like they would take a, a, an object, make the sound with it. Yeah. And then you had to emulate the sound with your mouth. That was hilarious to watch. <laughs> hilarious. So if you want to do something like that, I, I'm, I'm game. That. Can we please? <clears throat> that actually sounds really funny. But, um, you know, to, uh, 
the host, regardless of her name, if it comes up, great. Mm-hmm. If not, it's fine. But she is actually a very renowned host. She has respected. been very highly respected, very well known in the news world. Yeah. So to me, once I found out who she was, I realized that it wasn't about having like a, an indigenous host or a non-indigenous host. It's like she is going to bring viewership yes. to that, which is exactly what we want mm-hmm. as indigenous people. We yeah. want more non-indigenous views on these things Mm -hmm. because that is how you create education awareness and knowledge of the situation that is unfolding yeah um so you know i think that um it you know all in all obviously i i i don't know this to to say for sure but i believe that the elders who were involved in the in the documentary obviously had a a say Mm -hmm. i'm sure they had uh, an opportunity to look at it and, and see if it was get their true words out and yes. truly be heard and not have any kind of spin on it. Right. Yeah. Um, that's like the <coughs> other thing too, that I really wanted. And I, I told you this as well, when we were having our conversation, it was a tearful conversation. Like we can't lie. I was very emotional over it. And I was a little stern when I was talking to you because like, that's how wound up I was getting already. And I hadn't even watched it yet. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, with tears in my eyes, I was saying like, these documentaries are not meant for us. No, these are are meant for everyone else to learn from, from people they want to listen to because it is coming directly from our elders. This is coming directly from our people. This is having our actual story being told. And this isn't anything new that we haven't already heard. So for those of us who choose to not watch or listen or share or engage with that, it's honestly, you guys got to have some grace on that. It's because it's trauma. Absolutely. It's trauma. Revisiting stuff like that, revisiting those emotions, revisiting like hearing grannies and gramps talk with their sweet voices and then hearing your own granny and gramps in their voice it's very emotional and it stirs all kinds of rage and confusion and just emotions i can't even like i can't even comprehend and express right now yeah so when i say that it's it's literally like don't come down on indigenous people for not speaking up more about it and not sharing on those things because sometimes the best thing for us is to go into hermit mode, go inward and just retreat and just have those that time for self-care to nourish what was being taken away. Absolutely. Did you did you find anything? Was it called We Were Children? No. That's a I think or that's who? a movie yeah, that's a different one. It's okay. It's not like it was. It took. It's actually. If you go back to our, uh, if you go on my Facebook wall and click. Oh yeah, uh, you shared it. I shared it. I shared it too. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you're Devin. You're absolutely right. And it's the thing is, is that's a, the the good and the bad that we face with social media right now mm-hmm. is because there are a lot of. Of, of us uh, as indigenous people who are wanting to share this with the masses mm-hmm. because we acknowledge how important it is for others to learn and yeah. to understand the yeah. history, yeah. the colonial past of this country. Mm-hmm. And the, but 
where the where the good and the bad come in is that while there and and there are going to be non-indigenous people who are sharing these things too because mm-hmm. they're they're some of them have yeah they are about that life now yeah and and it allies they want to write what was wrong yes whereas the other people are so in denial that they're like well i shouldn't have to deal with the repercussions of what my ancestors did Ugh. no it's not that we're trying to make you deal with the repercussions we're trying to make you more empathetic human beings understand to have a fucking soul and understand that nobody should be treated this way and what your government is doing to you right now you should not be having that kind of experience either we are all here to live not to be slaves absolutely sorry <laughs> absolutely mic drop, boom. yeah no you're, you're not wrong um and i i think that uh just to tie in tie up the social media stuff yeah, it, yeah. it's just we all have in, you know, we have our friends who are like literally our family, uh, which are like in the thousands mm-hmm. who are indigenous. Yeah. And then we have our friends outside of that community. But the thing is on social media is there is no lines. Yeah. We're all mixed in together. Yeah. So when you are on Facebook, if you are indigenous, non-indigenous, if you are a residential school survivor, you are going to see these posts all the time. Yeah. And so what the point I'm trying to make is that there is going to be a almost constant um, triggering yeah. of of these feelings and emotions and we're at the point where you, you might have to just take a step away mm-hmm. from Facebook or, or whatever social media you're on because when these news events come up, when, when these things come to the mainstream focus, you have no choice but to see it. Mm-hmm. It's just there now. Okay. Can we get on to our other topic of spreading of false information? Because <laughs> as you're saying yeah. that, it's like uh. popping into my brain. And not going to lie, guys, I cried my eyes out this morning. Well, how do you want to? How do you want to address this here? Uh, do you want? Do you want? I want you to take the reins on this one. <laughs> I know you said you were going to give me the reins on this, but I want you to take the reins on this. But I will share my experience first, and okay. then you can jump in on this. Is that okay? Absolutely. Okay. So my experience this morning, I was shamelessly scrolling through Instagram, having my happy scroll session. And of course I saw something posted by what I thought was a very reputable indigenous, um, Instagram page. And I follow a lot of their stuff and I was like, Oh my gosh, I need to share this because this is pretty alarming. And it had to do with, um, the truckers convoy And the fact that RCMP didn't show up and shit. So I posted this piece of information that was posted from this other page. I didn't do any fact checking on it. I didn't do anything. I just assumed because this is a huge Instagram page that with a crazy following and I love what they're about. I love, I love their message behind what they say, but I didn't really look into this post and I I didn't get in trouble, but I was, <laughs> and, I, and I wasn't necessarily called out, but I was informed that it was false information and that it was, what did you, what's the word you use? Satire? Satire. Yeah. yeah. I was causing, I was, I was ruffling feathers with no real facts. <laughs> and, and, and it's like you did, and we can say it this, like you kind of called me out on it, but you did it in your delicate Cody way. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and I appreciate that you did that because it really like, I was, 
I was so upset with myself that I didn't do that homework that I know I should be doing. Well, back, back up for a second. So what, what did the post say though? Cause that's really important. The uh, context of it. Uh, it was something along the lines of why is it that, uh, or no, it was like, Oh, we don't need to bring, uh, we don't need to bring the RCMP in because they're not in indigenous people. Yeah. It was something like that, right? Yeah, the yeah the reason that the truckers convoy hasn't been shut down is because they're they're, they're not indigenous. they're not indigenous. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. can you come with the facts now? Yeah. So the name, uh, I so when I looked at my phone, I was like doing homework. I looked at my phone and I hadn't touched it for a while. I looked at my phone and there was like oh, so yeah. many notifications, and I was like. What is going on on Instagram? <laughs> like, also, also, Cody and I share the intertribal account. So sometimes I post, sometimes he posts. This is also true. We share it. So <laughs> we're working on the communication as far as this goes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so I just, you know, obviously Devin's great at, uh, she tags uh, me, my personal page in, in everything. And then intertribal, I get notifications as does she, cause we're both operating the account. So when I looked at my phone, there's a lot of notifications and I was like, well, and there's a lot of anger and a lot of like people are getting upset and I'm like, what is going on? So I just looked, <laughs> I just had a look and I saw the post and it said CBC. Oh, what? Oh, I can't even remember what it's called. CBC. Oh man, I See, can't remember. I can't remember either. But ah oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. But it was called something CBC, and I'd never heard of it before. Yeah. So I just I did a quick Google. Nothing really came up. Um, so I was like, okay, but it's still like it didn't sit right with me. So I, I kept looking. I found a Reddit post from a, a year ago, and they had and someone had said, hey, has anyone heard of this? And it was a, another CBC thing that was posted and immediately it was just everyone saying satire this is a satire website here's a link yeah. you know here's their social media blah 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 blah, blah. And so I'm, to our listeners <clears throat> explain what satire is so satire is is like it's it's a joke yeah. it's it's meant to be satirical meaning like it's not truthful it's it's meant to get a it's like, meant to start a conversation that could turn people against each other uh i mean i think <laughs> Whatever the intentions may be can vary, but satire is intended to be humorous. Mm -hmm. Satire is intended to be something that is like, haha, we're going to laugh at that. Oh, but some people might take it so seriously like I did. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, there's websites called, have you ever heard of the Beaverton? No. Okay. So the Beaverton is another satirical Canadian website yeah. and they post all kinds of satire, but what they do is they write an article uh, they don't okay. just send out a tweet or yeah. a, or an Instagram post. Like they actually yeah. write it and it's hilarious. Like you read it and you're like, haha, this is like, okay, this is, this is really funny. Yeah. But that post, um, the way they did it, it was not intended to be funny. It was not yeah. intended to be something that was like, we can laugh at. It was intended to stir shit up. Yeah. It was intended to really get people amped and angry and stir going on social pot. media. Yes, exactly. And we don't need that. We live in a world of so much disinformation right now. It's hard enough knowing what's true and what's not. Yeah. I am not apologizing for being this person, but I fact check the shit out of most people. I'm grateful you did because <laughs> I felt like I, I told you, I was like, I don't want to be fucking responsible for posting stupid shit. You handle that now. You're a fact checker. I'm not good at that. You're great at that. But it's a skill that we all need to know how to do, though. It's, it's yeah. not about not like all of us have a Cody or a Jay, right? I mean, it's, <laughs> but it's, it's because we, 
when you look at news today, it's all headline grabbers. People clickbait. clickbait. I fell for the fucking clickbait. You read it, you're like, you know, it's like Trudeau did this, and everyone's like, fuck Trudeau, and then they they post it and share it, and they haven't read it. Yeah. They have no idea what the context of the article is, but they just I've done that so many times where I like post something <laughs> and then I later on read it and I was like, oh shit, I better delete that because I'm like, I, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. <laughs> right? Like, I, I, catchy headline. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's just it, right? Yeah. It, it It's, we have, unfortunately, we live in a time where we actually have to check our news sources. Mm-hmm. And we get so much news. There's On social media, there's just constantly like people posting all day long about different things and it's even harder when you get to videos when people post youtube videos about like anti-vaccinations and how vaccines are bad or whatever you want to talk about but they take snippets of 20 other videos Mm -hmm. cut them slap them together and then they make a video and say this is what here's what joe biden said or here's what justin trudeau said and it's like no that's not what it is they literally pasted together a bunch of clips to make it seem like that's what this individual is talking about. Yeah. So whenever I, it's like TMZ to the max. It is TMZ to the max. Yes. So, but the problem with that, the dangerousness of that is exactly what we saw today. Mm-hmm. Is that when you imagine if we had a million followers, mm-hmm. and 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 that got out, well, a million people see that. Five million other people are going to see that. Ten million, you know, it's, it's just going to keep. It's, it's just like going to expand. Yeah, because everyone's going to share it. They're going to read it. They're like, that's wrong. That's so messed up. Mm-hmm. I want to share that. So the problem with sharing misinformation is that it spreads quickly. Yeah. And it gets people angry and it gets people upset. And so it's it's challenging for us to know what is real and what's not real. And I don't agree that we have to check our news sources before we post them. Mm -hmm. But I've learned because honestly, university taught me this. Mm -hmm. I've had to learn how to figure out what's real and what's not. Yeah. For essay purposes. Exactly. Citing, you know, when it's funny because people online make fun of you when you say cite your sources. Yeah. And then they're like, ooh, cite, cite what sources? What are you talking about? Like, oh, you're going to talk like that. And, well, I know that you don't know anything. And it's like, nah, <laughs> I, I, I actually do know. Like, I'm, I'm a university student. Like, I really do know what it means to cite sources. Yeah. And I know how to cite sources. I will happily show you. But people will just argue with you about it. Yeah. And so we do a lot more harm by sharing these these things and it happens all the time you can't avoid it it's unavoidable it's you know what you can be somebody who's as innocent as i am who's just like oh my god that pulls my heartstrings i better share away and then you know have a fact checker come in at you and like (laughs) and then just like holy crap i just made a horrible mistake like you know what i just want to say to everybody that accidentally posts misinformation and people call you out and stuff like and you know what if you're going to call people out, do what Cody did. Be polite. <laughs> do like the inbox thing where it's like, hey, I just want to let you know. And then the person can have their moment where like, ah, all right, delete. Sorry. Um, kind of like I did. If, if I can be of any like value or anything today, like please just learn from my mistakes is all, you know, like I'm, I'm the oldest of like nine children as well. So that's what I say to all of my siblings. Like, yeah. don't do what I fucking do. Learn <laughs> from me. Don't do what I do. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Yes, exactly. Like I'm the older sister. I make all the mistakes so you don't have to. Okay. So <laughs> it, it, that is such a valuable thing. Like 
how else do we improve our lives and grow if we're if not to learn from mistakes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know i i i just would like to say to like anyone who's listening that it's it's important and i want to say this especially as indigenous people we have to actually be even more cautious on what we post. Oh, yeah. Because we can do more damage than good with posts. And there are some in, uh, Indigenous groups on Instagram and other social media who post a lot of stuff that it's just... It'll make all of our allies turn away. Anybody it, it that does. we can join forces with will just be like, wow, I don't know if I want to be a part of that. Yeah, it, it can have that effect. So, you know, there's, uh, and I'm not telling it, you know, hey, you have your own platform to each their own. You, It's your it's your soapbox. Mm -hmm. Share it, promote it, do whatever you want. But ask yourself, is it helpful or harmful? Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's exactly it. And just to quickly go back to the documentary, uh, something yeah. I, and this has everything to do with fake information. Yeah. So I started digging into, um, the documentary and it led me down a rabbit hole. Yeah. So I found, uh, have you heard of, uh, um, oh my goodness. I really wish I brought my computer today. Oh man. You know what? Okay. So there was, um, I found this website and basically it was talking about, so with Kamloops first chief, mm -hmm. chief Lewis yeah. or chief Louis, I'm not sure how his name is pronounced. I apologize. Correct me folks who are listening. Uh, it didn't, uh, it, it was spelled L O U I S. So it's Lewis. Uh, that's how we pronounce it. I would say it's Lewis. Yeah. I just, um, I hope I'm right. <laughs> but basically, I found an article written two years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and it was talking about how uh, this Chief Lewis was like all in favor of residential schools. He sent his own, his own community's like family's kids to there. He like you know, supported the idea. He helped build them. And I was reading this. I'm like, what am I reading? Yeah. This, but then I, 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 so I started looking him up, right. Searching up his name and other articles and almost every other article that I could find about him, he was celebrated by his community, loved, appreciated. So I was like, something Maybe is off here. Something isn't adding up. Did he like go into all that with misinformation as well? Because like he was promised certain things, but then was mm -mm. delivered. No, nope. So this, oh man, this bothers me that I can't remember the name of this website. Um, but anyway, this website, I, I searched them up and what they're about. And basically yeah. they are like a far right wing, very extreme conservative um, group. Okay. And so basically, uh, it was, um, I found the article, a professor from Montreal wrote basically bashing chief Lewis and also bashing the findings in Kamloops yeah. saying that it was not real saying that it was all made up. Like, why haven't they like, they say there's this many, um, you know, yeah. Is that what is burial that, places? Um, is that what triggered them into actually finding out? No, 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 no. This is this is just this is just a professor who basically wanted to try to rewrite something that isn't true. Okay, right to try and keep certain people in de certain demographics angered or misinformed. Stir the pot. Stir the pot. So the website that he used to to share his article is notoriously known for like being Bullshit. yes. And then there was another article written that was saying like, well, 
tell the literally it's there's a picture of uh, a bunch of kids on playground equipment outside of the Kamloops school and they were all smiling mm. and he was saying well tell me this if residential schools um were so bad then why are these kids looking so happy explain to me that this was a different author on Maybe the same they were website having a good day no i did uh, sorry i shouldn't say no i didn't mean it like that yeah uh, what i what i meant is i did i've done a research project on this topic pictures in residential schools yeah this is something i am this is my something i'm very you right up i'm knowledgeable on yeah i and it does rile me up these a lot of these pictures that were taken at residential schools were not like this wasn't the children naturally happy about their environment mm -hmm. smile for that camera or you're gonna or something's yeah. gonna happen we're gonna hurt your parents we're gonna you're we're never gonna, gonna hurt go you home. or any any amount of threat threats so look happy for this because we need to show the Canadian public that mm -hmm. we're doing good things here. Do you want the strap? Do you want the ruler? Picture perfect poster child. They do that. They do <clears> that to <throat> celebrities now. If it, Kate, I actually love that we're on this because I actually wrote down the Hunger Games and how Katniss Everdeen was forced to do stuff like that. Like her, like all of the victors had to go on tours and put on a happy face and act and comply with yes. their government. Yeah. And if they didn't, there were serious consequences. Like they were dragging people up onto the stage and shooting them, things like that. That is real history. That did happen. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So to tie in everything, we're talking about misinformation. Uh, I, I'm deeply sorry, everyone listening. I will post the website that I'm talking about on our link when we post this episode. Um, but it is, it's full of just trash, trash, wannabe news that really bashes indigenous people. It's mm -hmm. disgusting. Um, I was really upset when I read, I read that other article about the pictures yeah. and, and him trying to say that it wasn't as bad as, as like, why would the pictures, he's basically saying the pictures should tell a different story. Yeah. And there's, that couldn't be further from the truth. That's manipulation, media manipulation, baby. Yeah. A hundred percent. So mm -hmm. it, 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 we live in such a hard time of knowing what we're reading, if it's real, if it's legit, if it's satire, if it's mm -hmm. a, an opinion article, if it's factual, it's, yeah. it's stressful. It's annoying. I hate that we have to even worry about what we're reading and question it, but you should Yeah. question everything. Don't question everything you read. Everything you see. Like, that's like my grandmother. I tell her like, just because you're watching the news doesn't mean it's real news. True that. Right. And I hate it because like people of her age and like her age group and like, you know, like the boomers and stuff like that. Like, it's like, I got to watch the news. I got to watch the news. And I'm like, turn that fucking shit off. <laughs> like turn it off for a day. Yeah. Turn it off for a day. Put the coffee down. Go drink a tea instead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to, we don't need to gossip. We don't need to like be eyes glued to the news all the time because a lot of the news stuff too, it's not like, I mean, I'm not saying all of the news is not factual, but there's like things that it's just like, it's spun. There's a spin on it. Absolutely. Yeah. What's next, Dev? What What's do we got next? here? I think we finished um, that off pretty nice. I think that was a really good one. That was a good little riff we got there. <coughs> um, the next one, I'm super excited to talk to you about this one because this is where, you know what? You made me smile when we were in our little voice chat thing there because <laughs> I was, I was feeling like I was feeling, it's not that I was feeling uninspired. It's just like, or unmotivated. It's just like, I lost that spark. Yeah. Because there were certain things that I was just shutting myself off to uh, on purpose because, you know, same thing. I was practicing my energy budget and whatnot, and I wasn't looking into things. And I actually, like, I did. I let that flame in me go out a little bit because I just needed rest. Yeah. Right? 
But once I had that rest, this thing kept popping up. And a lot of it is symbolism for me. And I'm somebody who really pays attention to symbolism. Like if a hawk flies over me going a certain direction while I'm thinking of a certain thing, it's a sign while, uh, you know, like, or if I'm seeing number synchronicities while I'm thinking of certain things, it's a sign. Those are answers. Google that shit. If that ever happens to you, do it. You'll get answers in more in unexpected ways than you'll ever (laughs) imagine or seeing certain animals while you've got something on your mind. Fucking Google that shit. PSA, uh, anytime I see anything like that happen, I always message Devin. I don't Google it. I just message Devin. I'm like, Devin, what does this mean? And then I Google it for you. Yeah, that pretty much is how it goes. So like, It's okay. You know what? I'm your fact checker. You're my fact checker. We just have different areas of expertise. Let's go. High fives. Yeah. Okay. So back on to my symbolism. Uh, Something that had been like on my mind a lot is like where I stand in my community, where I stand as an indigenous person. What Mm. am I contributing to society? as a modern indigenous woman right and somebody with like a a pretty decent platform and with with a voice and somebody who really i really try my best to find ways to articulate things to people where it's not offensive where it's soft where it's kind or just straight up fucking blunt um (laughs) i am somebody who i realize i am always in a gray area Because, um, and this is what really triggered this in me is I was out feeding my horses and I had noticed that this hawk family that hasn't been around since the fires, they had come back Okay, yeah. and I've been seeing them more and more frequently. And, uh, it was pretty amazing because as I was walking out to feed my horses, this hawk like flew over my property and I was like, Oh, Hey buddy. Like, good to see you. And I always talk to the animals. I, yeah. I talk to everybody. I talk to all the animals and I was talking to the, talking to the hawk and I walk up to my hay, hay shed and I look down and there is a perfect hawk feather, little gray feather, like nice. a butt feather or something. Left <laughs> me his butt feather, but there was this perfect, like floofy gray feather. And I knew it was from a hawk sitting on my haystack and I picked it up and I was like a gray feather. And then I Googled it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, being that person who's in between. And Mm. this is where this all came into me. And I think I'm just going to read it because that was really from my heart. Like I was writing this to the point where my hand hurt. after. (laughs) I have arthritis. So like writing things like really hurts me. Um, So this is where I was really doing a lot of soul searching for myself. Like, who am I as an indigenous person? Like people think I'm a fucking hypocrite because my family is involved in the logging industry, but yet here I am like, oh, save the trees, save the earth. And like people, I've had people straight up make fun of me for that and like try and call me out on it. And I'm like, no, like you can't tell me, I didn't choose that life. You can't put that on me. You can't put your opinion of me on me. Only I know me. You can't do that. And right, it's true facts. so anyways, it's stuff like that always gets my gears turning about who I am, who is Devin. And for me, I, it was like that answer just clearly came to me and it's something I've always known deep down in me, but it was what actually made me feel okay about it Yeah, is that I'm somebody who's in the gray area. So I want to read this really quick to everybody here. Yes. And I hope this resonates with somebody. Um, so I say, I said to my indigenous family and friends, gray area. The hatred in our hearts will be our demise. The gates will open. We will be strong. We will be stronger when we heal that brokenness inside. I had a gray hawk feather appear in front of me. I believe in symbols from spirit. And this feather mean, uh, this feather's meaning was being somebody who helps to heal what is needing to be mended. I am not seeing black or white. 
I see gray. I see both sides. I'm not riding the fence. <laughs> I am the fence. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not riding the fence. I am the fence. I love that. The fence of peace that separates you from all, that separates all of you from tearing each other apart. Until genuine sympathies are shown from the government, I see no reconciliation. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Mm. When it comes to the government actually giving a damn about indigenous people and fully restoring back what was ripped away from us, there will be no reconciliation. So do your part. Wow. And this is where wow. people like us, like who are in the gray area all the time, it's, I don't need to be an aggressive person to make a statement. I don't need to be somebody who sits completely on the sidelines and keeps the peace 100%. Nope. I can be right fucking smack dab in the middle of you guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Devin, that was beautiful. Thank you. Very, very well said. I cried a little when I wrote that. Hey, that's passion. That's yeah. like, that's from the heart, obviously. Yeah. Right. And I, okay. That like, there's so many points, uh, to go <laughs> off of there and all great. Um, should I just do another mic drop again? Like, <laughs> mic drop. Can we like, get, can we get that, uh, sound made up there, Jay? Can we get like a mic drop sound one day? <laughs> Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um, you know what? If we're if all right, let's talk about the gray area first. Mm -hmm. Let's dive into reconciliation after. Okay. And let's talk about those who ride or die. Fuck yeah. Okay. So the gray area is now I have a question. I actually have a, a question for you first. Okay. Do you think that because we are white passing indigenous people, do you think that we are more prone to sit in a gray area or we're more like, I don't want to say designed, but we're more, uh, we're kind of pushed. We were created for a purpose. Yeah. 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 There it is. 100%. See intellectual talk right there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have this thing called telepathy. Do you? I actually do. Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> it, it really is. I freak uh, people out with it. Have you, have you ever have have I done that? Have you done telepathy? We do it all the time, actually. I remember That's in the dope. last video or in the last voice chat that we had, I was like, dude, I swear you heard me. Because like, oh, yeah, I do that sometimes yeah, where yeah, I'm like, yeah. I need to tell Cody. And then I'll like think about it, think about it. And then all of a sudden I hear from you. And people do that all the time where they're like thinking about somebody and all of a sudden that person will call them or they'll get a message from them. Whoa. Y'all, these are things that we were actually, Kate. Okay, so just side note, side note. Sidebar. Um, yeah, side note. Um, we are all born with psychic senses. Um, the modern world that we were brought up in has numbed us of those senses. So that is why, like, when people say, I'm a psychic, I have gifts, I have this. It's like, no, bitch, we all have gifts. We're all, <laughs> it's not even a gift. It's like, we're all born with these things. It's just some people learned how to turn that shit all the way up. Ah, okay, okay. I'm Get picking it? up what you're laying down. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is a thing. Like, you know, we we mentally communicate. And uh, that's part of the horse medicine workshop that I'm going to be doing, actually, because I was told by another psychic, she's like, you have really intense telepathy. And it's cool. like, I know. It's crazy. And I used to make it, I used to struggle with it a lot because that's why I used to get anxiety in front of people. Yeah. Because I'd be like, I can fucking hear you all and I don't want to be here now. And I would like, <laughs> or I would be the awkward kid sitting in the corner because I'm like, I, I'm hearing voices. Um, right, right. Hey, I mean, great, you know, it's cliche, but uh, great power comes great responsibility. Thank you. I do feel like Spider-Man sometimes. Heck yeah, as you should. <laughs> I love uh, that you got that reference. 
What's that? I said, I love that, Devin, you got that reference. Who does not love Spider-Man? I actually really love Venom, though. Yeah. Venom's my jam. Yeah, that... Uh, I could go out and eat some human heads. Oh, Carnage. You like Carnage, Jay. I thought... No, it was Venom as well. It was yeah. Venom. Okay, Venom's yeah, yeah, yeah. badass. I love Venom. All right, go, go. <laughs> before we get off the rails here, let's go back. Uh, so, gray areas. Yes. So, as white passing indigenous people... What do you think? Do you think that we... We were 100% designed to be that buffer, to be the gray area, to be that fence Mm. where we are... It's not... And this is the thing too, is like I've been called out from people like, well, you're riding the fence. It's like, no, I'm not riding the fence. And then you own that power. I am the fucking fence because without (laughs) me, bitch, you would be like ripping those other people's throat out without actually hearing them out and vice versa. Yep. So... That's how I see it. That's how I've always seen it. I, I'm with you. It's crazy that you and I think the same way. I, I don't have the... Uh, it's been a struggle. I, it was. It's something that was really hard to deal with young. Yeah. Um, just, you know, especially being in like high school, mm. you know, there's always like, I don't know why. I mean, I do, but like I don't at the same time. Yeah. There's always like beefs. Between, mm-hmm. like, the white kids and the native kids. Oh, I remember. All the time. I, okay, yeah. so I went to VSS, I, but I remember Seton, like, cousins, because I was, like, one of the only indigenous kids in my school. Right, right, right. But I remember all the Seton <laughs> kids, my cousins and shit, rolling up to VSS, and I'd be like, what are you guys doing here? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, we're here to throw down with so-and-so. And I'm yep. like, oh, yeah, level blah, blah, blah. They're up there. Like, okay, but you didn't see me here. I just, I didn't tell you where they were. Don't <laughs> leave me out of it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it. It was bizarre, but it happened. And when it involved friends of mine who were white, mm-hmm. I would get, I would get in the middle. Oh, whoa, hey, to. whoa, whoa, hey, what's going on? Like, why, like, cousins, what's up? Like, what, what's the beef here? Yeah. You know, and I got called out for it many yeah. times, but I still felt I needed to be that person yeah. to talk sense. Mm-hmm. You know, because when stopped many bar fights. Like Same. that too, right? Same. Yeah. Oh man, I got a good story, but I can't tell it. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's, you know, there's, it's, we, um, I can't speak for all of us, obviously, but you know, you and I, at least, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've taken upon ourselves to keep that peace, to try to understand that there, listen, there's a saying that I live by. There's always three sides to a story, your side, my side, and the truth. Yeah. And so what I always believed is that like, you have to hear the other side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. You know what? It's like, sometimes you don't, Mm -hmm. there are times where you don't, you know, I, I remember, um, I would, I was after high school and I ran into Ryan. This is before your time. I think with him, uh, ran to him and a bunch of other cousins. They just had a huge fight. They got jumped. Oh, I know this story. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not going to tell the story, but I just, I, 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 what I'll say is I ran into them. One of our friends was running, our, one, was running their mouth. Yeah. And then some big guys rolled on them. Right. <laughs> and I saw them after at 7-Eleven. <laughs> and they were, you know, they got, they got licked pretty good. Like, I don't know what the other guys looked like, but, you know, the, our cousins were a little, you know, they were looking good either. So, you know, but I, I remember seeing that and it was like, we got to find these guys. Like yeah. we got to pay back, you know? And it wasn't even a question. It didn't, yeah. at that point it didn't matter because yeah. violence was ensued, you know, yeah. like there, was it right? Is, is fighting right? Sometimes. 
But and the funny Sometimes. thing is too is like if you know the story, you know like the person that kind of did like you know threw up arms and stuff was just joking, just jokes, just jokes, all jokes, and that's the difference <laughs> between our humor and like non-indigenous humor is like <laughs> we'll we'll act like we're about to throw hands with you, and then it's like ah, just kidding, and then yeah, like yeah. those they won't get it. They'll be like, well, well, let's fucking do this. It's like, whoa, bro, like lighten up. We're <laughs> just joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's. It's true. There's so much, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, trying to be, trying to be peace, peaceful, yeah. it's hard. It's hard work. Yeah. And sometimes you're going to be called out for it. But honestly, I don't ever, something that my mom always told me yeah. growing up, yep. you know, she's like, you need to, I want you to understand something mm-hmm. as you grow and as, cause there was a, Oh, what happened? There was something that came on in the news and I got pretty fired up about it. It involved, it involved us as Indigenous people. And I got really yeah. fired up about it and there was going to be a protest. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going. I was like 16 or 17. I'm like, I'm going. Yeah. And my mom's like, well, what's up? What's going on? What are you talking about? And I, I honestly, I cannot remember what it was that was being protested. But anyway, she pulled me aside and she's like, listen, you do what you think is right and you fight with that fire in your heart because... It, I believe it's true. Mm-hmm. You fight good fights. Mm-hmm. But always remember at the end of the day that while you are indigenous, you are also white. Mm-hmm. So just be cautious of that. Yeah. And she didn't explain it any more than that. And at the time I was like, whatever, mom, like, ah, yeah. I'm going like, it's it fine. Matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But what she meant is that you can, you, if being mixed blood, being someone who is white and indigenous you can't really just take one side. No. You, you, you can't. It's it's I I try to like explain that to people all the time um you know like if if you have one half of your family that's straight indigenous and then you have the other half of your family that's not and then you're constantly talking shit about white man without yeah. even remembering yeah. the other half of your family. It's, you know, it is unfair because it's unfair to your family who are not like that. Yeah. And they do take your side and they, then they understand where you're coming from. But at the same time too, and it's, and it's like, you know how like in, as indigenous people, we don't like to be stereotyped. And, and this is where I know people will say like white fragility comes in, but like white people also don't like to be stereotyped. No. So, and the thing is, well, it's like, it's so sensitive and like white fragility is a thing you guys like, and I'm oh, not even yeah. kidding you. Like yeah. how many times I've made like simple, like statements about things and it pressed these buttons and I'm like, okay, the fact that you are so emotional over that, but you can't understand what I'm saying right now is part of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh it's, yeah. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's so funny. And like anytime somebody tries to spit those kind of facts at me, I'm, I just, I, you know, it's like, it's like a boomerang. It's like, well, I got 10 more to back, uh, back up what I just said. Yeah. So, but it is, it's like, it's like you, you can't ride the fence. You have to be the fence. Yes. You have to talk to both sides. And then maybe as somebody in the gray area, you help to find some resolution. You help to find something that both sides could agree on. Yeah. Um, this is why we need more indigenous people in politics. Oh, Let's get you fired up on that oh, one. Oh, 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 oh. Are you um, ready? Yeah. So, you know, let, 
Reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Big word. Government likes to throw it around a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, and so does uh, the universities we go to and the hospitals that people work in and the lawyer offices, TELUS, Bell, big corporations. Everyone's throwing the, the yeah. reconciliation word out there. You know, Posting te- our artwork is not enough. No. And also, seriously, um, like by, uh, by um, lo- Loblaws, Loblaws and all the other big commercial uh, businesses out there who use the exact same uh, like native song over and over again for their commercials. Seriously, there's more songs out there. Shout out to Hallucination. It's a good song, but come on. Diversity, just a little. We have a lot of amazing Indigenous artists out there with amazing songs that would be just as great as your theme song, as your commercial song. Yeah, um, <laughs> it, it really would. Um, so, you know, when we talk about reconciliation and and, and, and everyone has statements about reconciliation, everyone mm-hmm. has ideas of reconciliation, how they're going to do it, but I, you don't see it done. Yeah. And so I'm going to go, I'm going to go a little bit everywhere. So just try to stay with me here. Oh, you know I can keep up. Okay. All right. So when we talk about reconciliation, I'm going to say something that I think is near and dear to my heart Mm -hmm. and it, it might rub people the wrong way, but this is truly, truly how I feel. We will never see true reconciliation in our lifetime. Unfortunately. And the reason I say that is because the expectations of that we have set of what we want back as indigenous people across Canada, the federal government will never, ever, ever give that back ever. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about reconciliation, the reason why it's so hard for anything to get done when it cut like BC, I give them, you know, the, the NDP, I will give them some credit for taking some steps Mm-hmm. In terms of reconciliation, I mean, they endorsed uh, or they put UNDRIP into into law. Mm-hmm. We still don't know what that means, mm-hmm. but it's a step nonetheless. Yeah. However, when you take when you when you look at the influence and the grip that corporate entities have on this country, it is always going to be a fight between indigenous people and business that will never end. Yeah. Until there is something, a new precedent set. So as we talked on the podcast before, the Delgamuk case, Mm -hmm. landmark case. Mm -hmm. That is what uh, solidified and recognized and affirmed that uh, indigenous rights are hereby recognized and affirmed. Meaning that we had, that they acknowledge that we have, that we were here and we have rights to the land for fishing and hunting and living and traditional stewardship. They acknowledge that in section 35 of the constitution. Mm -hmm. So the Delgamute case was really, really instrumental to solidifying that. But what that did is that set precedent, meaning now other court cases have that to stem from. They can say, look at the Delgamute case. They got, you know, they were awarded or they were, uh, sorry, not awarded, but the judge ruled X, Y, and Z. So now other tribes and other communities can use that and say, hey, well, we want to fight for the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, Delgamuk gives us that to be able to fight with. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is as long as 
the government is in bed with all of these gigantic business corporations who just want to rip up the land mm-hmm. and put pipelines through and natural gas lines and do steal fracking and steal it all away, the fight will always be happening. Mm-hmm. Now, I did say that I don't think we will ever see true reconciliation in, in our lifetime. And however, I say that because... There is a way to possibly change that. Mm-hmm. I, I think that we need as many indigenous people, young and old, it doesn't matter. We need more people involved in politics. Mm-hmm. We need people who are from our indigenous communities to get involved in politics. Run for your municipality. Run for your MLA position. Run for the federal office. Mm-hmm. Throw your name in there. Yep. Get educated, learn about how politics works because the only way we are ever going to make any change in this country is if we get into office and we start pushing that change because that's how culture shifts happen. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to say there are some dinosaurs in in politics right now. There are people who are so old and so out of touch with what is going on in this country that they don't belong in that office. And the only reason that they're there is because they have people who have rode with them for so long that they just don't vote any differently. It's the buddy thing. It's It's the the buddy buddy thing. thing. The buddy system. We need to shake up the buddy system. Yeah. I don't want to be anyone's buddy. It's like the same thing, like when you go to a new school and you're trying to get onto a volleyball team, but like the same girls get on the team all year, all every year, all the time. Yeah. And you try to, and you try out, but it doesn't even matter because that's their click and they're going to vote you out. It doesn't matter if you're the best player out there. Mm -hmm. It's the same kind of shit. You know, it is. It's like, no, no, no. We're comfortable and we all agree with each other. Oh, oh no. Change is, change is bad. Yes. Change is bad. It, and that's just change it. Change hurts, but sometimes for the better. But here's the thing, though. <clears throat> um, I agree with you when you're saying that we won't see true reconciliation. I don't think we actually will, like, fully ever. Because my one question is, how much of BC is unseated land? Bingo. Most like, of it. Pretty much all of Vancouver area. Yep. You think the, the people there, you know, are going to give up their land? You know? The richest city yeah, exactly, in, in right? Canada? No. 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 And and, unfor- and sorry, just mm-hmm. real quick, but you, you're right. You can't, you, people aren't just going to. Keep lining their pockets. Keep lining their pockets. People aren't going to like up and just leave. Hey, you know what? Sorry, guys. Hey, this is. Well, they are bad. They know they got Canada on a really good deal. They know they got the whole world at a really good price. Yep. They're only going to they're only going to give it back to us for quadruple the price. <clears throat> we in BC have a very different dynamic from the rest of Canada mm-hmm. in the fact that because we are so far out west and it took so long for the colonizers to get across that we actually as indigenous people were able to in some way protect our land to uh, to an extent yeah meaning like it wasn't totally taken over and they didn't take over us as uh indigenous communities went we refused to cede our lands mm-hmm. right they're unceded yeah so you know that is the one thing that protects us and the other thing that you and i were talking about was how we need to we need to under we need a lot of people to understand that while non-indigenous people look at us and think that we have these are our problems 
mm-hmm. when it comes to land development, when it comes to polluting the water, when it comes to polluting the airways, when it comes to digging for oil, when it comes to developing anything. High, they high look, cost of living. Yes. All of that shit. All, a lot of people look at us like that's our, like, oh, that's, oh, they're doing it to your land. Well, that's your problem. You deal with it. No, it is all of our problem. You are all going to suffer if you keep with these fucking horrendous actions. Yes, exactly. This is our problem. It's not just us as indigenous people. It is everyone who lives here's problem. And when more people understand that, that's where change can start coming from too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's... Um, you know, there's a, a post I saw, I can't remember where I saw it, but there's a post where the, someone was calling out the Ferry Creek Blood protesters. Page, yeah. And they're saying, why can't, you know, why is it that white people can go and protest for the forest and the trees, but they won't come and protest with us? They won't come and protest and put, and put it on the line mm-hmm. like we do as Indigenous people. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's... I think there's a, a many different ways you can look at that, but simply put, forestry demonstrations have been happening forever. That's yeah. not new. That's no. not a new concept. No. <laughs> People have been trying to protect forests forever. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to indigenous land rights and indigenous issues that are going on, a lot of non-native people don't know. They just simply don't know. Well, and then a lot of... Um, a lot of it too is a safety concern. Like the reasons why I don't, well, you know, as a mother, like I see, I see people dragging their kids to these things and I'm like, holy crap, what happens if you guys witness a drive-by? Like, what if you get those real extremists coming around really pushing it? Mm. That's my fear. And I've had visions of that actually. And it scares me. And that's why I don't attend these things unless I have somebody to watch my children. For sure. I don't bring my kids. When yeah. um, and when I do, when I tell, yeah. yeah, well, that's just the fucking thing is like, I've, I've told other protesters this and I said, you guys need to think more about your safety. Stop announcing where you're going to be. Stop doing this. Stop doing that. And if you do, you go request a police presence and you request some safety. And maybe when you're posting videos and you're doing all these things, pick a private area where you can go and do that somewhere where you're not so exposed This Mm -hmm. is my thing too. It's just like, I don't want to be the person to think like that and put negative imagery into your mind, but we have to be prepared for those scenarios. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's getting more violent. You definitely see that now. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, the thing that you and I had talked about was, um, those, those people who are willing to put it all on the line Mm -hmm. and those who don't. You know, there there's people willing to go to jail for forest for protecting the the Ferry Creek yeah. forestry, right? But then you know, they're when it comes to protecting the Wet'suwet'en mm-hmm. land and development of that pipeline, mm-hmm. you know, the, from what I've seen, it's a small group of people. It's it's not a lot of people. It's it's local local people from that community. Some yeah. obviously some visitors are there too, but. Yeah. Um, that's Those, where you see the gray area stuff come in too, though. Because mm-hmm. you got half the community on board, half the community absolutely against it. And we've talked about that, mm-hmm. right? We've addressed that in the past of the difficult position you get put in when you have colonial chief and council systems put yeah. in, and then you have hereditary systems put in where the hereditary chiefs rule mm-hmm. the lands outside of the reservation. Yeah. 
but the chief and council rule the reservation, right? Yeah. So when you have this internal leadership conflict of like a colonial governing system versus traditional, mm-hmm. but yet at the same time, some people are saying, well, our people need to eat. We need to, we need money for our community to, you know, housing, water, and that's water. That's the problem is money. Money is always the problem. Money is always the problem. Right. And that's where I like to jump in and fucking talk about this whole money issue here is that, you know, before all you uh, colonialists came in, um, money was never even a thing. It was our communities. They took care of each other. We all hunted to provide. We all made clothes to provide. We all picked berries and, and picked medicines to provide for everyone. And the fact that you guys so long ago never got to experience anything like that. And that's why they're so set in their colonial ways is they've never experienced that. They don't know what community is. They don't know what love is for your community. They've never experienced that. And it's actually really sad. So that white fragility is they cling to it because they're like, well, the government's got to take care of us, but fuck the government. It's like, they're also, (laughs) they're also confused. They're also confused. And I'm like, that's not right. But they can't understand that. Like, no indigenous people, like literally we are fighting for the exact same thing that you want, but you are so blind to see that this is exactly what you've been praying for. This is where the change happens. This is where all the things start to change and the good things happen. The elite gets booted out and normal people can take over. Why don't you see that? I'm sorry, but it's not rocket science. No, it. I just it's like not. to throw it out there. We're almost at two hours. Oh wow! Damn, for real? Yeah. Woo! We been, did good. We've been rolling. That's good. Um, you know what? I just, I just want to say, uh, you know, I, I would like to, like, announce that I am someone who has every intention of getting into politics. I will be involved in many different ways, whether that is with chief and council or the local municipal government or becoming an MLA or even federal. I have strong ambitions and a strong drive to get into politics because I want to start inspiring and motivating our indigenous youth to start learning, to start understanding how our political systems work so we can get into these positions and start sharing with the people who we want to vote for us the issues at hand and show them how our issues are their issues mm-hmm. and that we share something so common in protecting this earth and protecting our lands that we live on. And we have to slow everything down and we need to take a serious, long, hard look at ourselves as people and understand that we are getting so close to the point of no return on Turtle Island that it's 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 becoming so scary. It's going to be decimated. It is. We have to make serious changes. And I'm sick and tired of the arguments. Please, people, come up with a better... Oh, you Oh, you don't want the pipeline? Well, do you drive a car? Yes. No shit. I drive a car. You don't like a mine? Don't you own a cell phone? Right. <laughs> I mean, there's... While we live in this world with the objects that come from... Extra luxury things. Ex- yes. These luxurious, this luxurious life that we live. Yeah. We, we don't need this stuff. We need to separate, you know, separate from it. Stop. Don't worry about having a manicured lawn, put a garden in, grow vegetables, grow fruit. Do you know how satisfying it is to pull a carrot out of the ground with your bare hands that you grew and took care of 
and then you eat that? Do you know the difference in taste between a fresh garden vegetable and some bullshit you get from the grocery store? Mm-hmm. Night and day. This is the thing Night and too. Day. This is the thing. It's like, you know what? If if we were ever able to move forward as humanity without money, with trust, with a good moral compass, with um you know, and this is what I'm going to say is like <laughs> human Jesus in our time right now. I always say human just, Jesus, like, human Jesus is <laughs> Keanu Reeves, somebody very selfless. <laughs> I'm going back on Keanu. You guys don't make fun of me. Don't make fun of me. I, I look at him where I'm like, this is Jesus. This is Jesus returned. I love Jesus it. Returned. No, keep going. You're um, good. Keep anyway, going. <laughs> so, you know, like, can you picture this? And I'm just asking everyone to like, just picture this with me. Close your okay. eyes, I'm go to this it. place. You're in the countryside and your government is walking into your community and everyone gets a herd of cows to provide for themselves. Everyone is granted land. Everyone is granted the tools that they need to get through any season on this planet and put into these communities where everybody has different qualifications to help with these communities. Doctors, uh, doctors, um, law, uh, you know, teachers, farmers, um, seamstresses, like healers, like anything that you can imagine that a community would need. Imagine that you all did this without needing to exchange money. Imagine that you all did this without needing to worry about making rent without needing to worry about putting a roof over your head, that kind of shit. Imagine if the government could actually just be human and put themselves in your shoes and actually provide these things to you and then wave all money, get rid of it all, burn it all, burn that fucking shit. We don't need it. (laughs) Be human, live. We don't need to be surviving. We need to be living. And we are not doing that right now. But can you all just like go with me on that little trip to paradise Mm. and see where indigenous people want you to be just like how we once were. Damn. That's beautiful. Beautiful. That's a good way to finish. Yeah. Yeah. Just visualize it, guys. That's all I'm asking. That's it. Wow. Okay. That was it. That's it. Let's (laughs) let's call it. Thank you for tuning in with us for another episode. Um, I hope that we've left you with some some thoughts, some things to think about. And, uh, you know, just thank you for always tuning in. Thank you for uh, for hanging out with us. Really Ooh, appreciate it. One little shout out. Um, Cody rocking his North Okanagan apparel um, orange sweatshirt. Yes, ma'am. Specifically for uh, standing in solidarity with our Indigenous brothers and sisters um, experiencing lots of grief right now. Yes. Um, I did not wear orange because I, to, to be honest, last time I wore orange, I actually stole my six-year-old daughter's t-shirt. <laughs> I was shocked I could fit into it, but I did. I, I stole it and did some pictures for Orange Shirt Day, but I brought my scarf and I'm tying it to my mic and I actually think I'm going to leave it here because I, like I, I, I want to keep it here and just as a nice reminder um, of where I stand as an indigenous woman and what my message is and what I have to offer this world and that I am standing in that power and I'm fucking owning it. And I love you all. Cody, love you. Jay, love you. Love y'all. I love what we're doing here. Absolutely. Tonight was awesome. Heck yeah. Mm. All right, everyone. White. White.